Hello and welcome to Gotcha Journalism, the podcast where we try out gotcha games so you don't have to wait two weeks to find out you hate playing it. I'm Sierra, my pronouns are she, her. I'm Dustin, my pronouns are he, they. And this week, month, I, I don't know, you get these when we decide we want to put them out. Yeah. Uh, undisclosed period of time, uh, we are talking about Goddess Kiss. Yeah, you you get to hear us talk about Goddess Kiss because uh, Sierra's phone was incapable of running uh, Gunpla Battle Gundam Warfare or whatever the fuck the title of that thing is. In my defense, my phone's a multiple-year-old piece of shit, and I'm lucky it can run anything, so. <laughs> uh, that That's fine. It's not, gonna be honest, the, the Gundam game doesn't have a whole lot more to write home about it. Here, here's the thing that it's the, just it's just less creepy <laughs> that's pretty much it here's here's my overall review of the gundam game man i wish i was playing gundam breakers 3 on the vita yeah <laughs> just buy just buy any recent gundam like fighter game or whatever you'll probably have a better time just buy a vita and it'll cost way less money to play with a bunch of gundams Take all the money you would have spent on the gotcha, buy a Vita for like $12, buy Gun yeah. Breakers 3. There's some good shit you can get on Vita. Get yourself the Vita Gravity rules. Rush, get yourself Assassin's Creed Liberate, uh, whatever the Assassin's Creed was on there that was rad. Soul Sacrifice, <laughs> like that game was good. Yeah, it's a lot of good stuff on the Vita. The Vita, the Vita rules. Hey, let's just make this podcast about the Vita instead of Goddess Kiss, a game. <laughs> this, this is gonna this is gonna be an Eidolon playtest crossover episode where I just talk about, uh, you know, how how uh, 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 um, how un, un like uh, underrated uh, the Sony handhelds are. Uh, I mean, uh, you're right. Is the thing like? Here's the thing. You're right. The PSP fucking <laughs> rules. It's just the best part about the PSP is it's just an emulation machine that fits in your pocket. Yeah, basically. The PSP rules because you can have infinite games on there. It also it also plays one of the best Final Fantasy games, Crisis Core. Oh, see, I thought you were going to say it lets you play one of the best Final Fantasy games, Final Fantasy Tactics, which you're correct. I mean, you can play the five. You can play Final Fantasy Tactics in a lot of places. You can. It's true. It also lets you play the best Final Fantasy Tactics games: Tactics Ogre, War of the Lions. <laughs> uh, Goddess Kiss. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I... This is this is a mech game. What this game is is it's fucking the equivalent of Marshmallow Whip. There's nothing there, but you think you're eating something. Yeah. Like, it is, uh, yeah, it's not even, like, it's not even that fun to dunk on, because there's not enough no, there to dunk nothing. on. Like, like, the only two things you can make fun of is whenever you recruit, like, an important story character, you have to tap on the screen to kiss them, yeah, which uh, gives which them, very which funny. releases them from the mind control virus, because you're giving them, like, your, your like special main character antibodies or some shit you're giving them your cooties yeah mm -hmm. yeah your your special magic cooties that 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 breaks them from the mind control uh and then they get in a mech for and then they get a mech and will die for you I, okay here's the thing you said all of those words like don't get me wrong this game is horny 
This game is not nearly as horny in the ways I expected it to be horny after those things that you had just said. Yeah, no. Like, like Azure Lane is significantly more horny. I, this is like the horny of a 14-year-old who doesn't really understand what sex is. Yeah, it's the they horny of a 14-year-old searching Google for anime titties. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> I Honestly, if you told me that the people developing this didn't know what sex was, I'd believe you. Uh, also, when their mechs get damaged enough, there's like a, a quick cut-in scene where some of their clothes like break off. <laughs> yeah, there is. That was funny. I, I, I thought that was funny. It's fucked up and terrible. It made me laugh at how fucking stupid it is. Yeah. I, I do like the, the sexy battle nun who has a centaur mech that wields a yeah. cross. <laughs> this game's dumb as hell, dude. Um, okay. Yeah, so the basic premise of the game is it's been forever since I put significant amounts of time in this game because, you know, 2020 is a year. Yeah. Um, a bunch of people are in max you're fighting uh, what it basically seems like the equivalent yeah. of azure lane's plot but like less interesting somehow yeah there's some sort of like mind control virus that the bad guys have it's your job to like defeat them and rescue people from the mind control virus and to do that you you send a bunch of sexy anime ladies into battle in giant mechs but yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's how that's how you win wars um, the, the actual combat itself is, like, it's, it's an auto-battler, like, yeah, th- there's, like, virtually for an no auto-battler, not bad, honestly. It's, like, it's fine, I, I don't know, I, I've been pretty, uh, clear in my position on auto-battlers, which, like, for a person who demands every single gacha game have an auto, or a, an auto-battle mode, I'm not very complimentary of uh, auto battlers yeah <laughs> um and, and it's mostly just like it's fine it's just kind of boring and it's not even like there is flash enough animation to make it interesting to watch while it happens yeah yeah that's definitely true like there's a good core there's a decent core there but like they just don't do quite enough with like any of the systems really like it is yeah it, it is a gotcha game that is that is like the wonder bread of sexy anime titty gotcha games. <laughs> Here's the thing. I wonder if Wonder Bread has too many calories for an effective comparison. <laughs> like I said like I said marshmallow whip and I I think whipped cream is basically what this is. Whipped cream, yeah. Like, there's there's barely even flavor here. Like, so whipped if, cream if you didn't add the vanilla. To yeah. It when making it. Like, it, like if you were just like, oh, I just want sexy anime. I like, I wouldn't even point you at this because it's boring and tame. Yeah. Like, the, like it's there not. Are betty, there are better anime titty games. It's not bad in any way it, well no there is one thing i think is fucking egregious that we'll get to in a minute um but it's mediocre in every possible way it is just yeah. good enough to hit like 
three whales and that's all they gave a shit about. It is it is the equivalent of a dude who says C's gets degrees and only gets a D. <laughs> uh, it's the most five out of ten gotcha game that's ever been made. Or at the very least that we've ever played. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, and it's not even like I can sit here and be like, oh, well, you know, because like even the bad games we've talked about, there's been something where I've been like, you know, this is garbage, but like this one thing is interesting or uh, this thing is yeah. interesting. And it's like we did that. We did that for like like our Kingdom Hearts Unchained episode was pretty long because we did have a lot to say about that game, even though it sucked ass. Yeah. <laughs> like it, there was a lot I found interesting in Kingdom Hearts Union Cross. Yeah. Uh, um, even Damachi Memory Freesia, uh, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon or whatever? Um, I was like, man, there is a potential for an interesting system here. It's just like not enough for me and it's slow. Yeah. But like, I don't even know what I would, what I would add to this game to make it interesting. Uh, team comp is like a very boring thing. Um, It's hard to have a lot to say about this game because it is like, how much do you say about that time when you made a sandwich out of bread and butter because you were out of food? Yeah, even even like the, and I, granted this is just like a personal taste thing, but like, I know I'm I'm a sucker for anime girls with huge shitties. Um, as I, the record you know, show, I, I I do love be a fake grand order, um, but. Like, there's so few appealing character designs even in this game. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, as a trans dyke, I am entirely immune to uh, the allure of anime women. Um, In no way does it ever (laughs) affect me. Uh Um, But yeah, so uh, I can say, from a purely objective standpoint, um, there's nothing. There's, like, nothing to latch on. Like... I just wanted, like, like, a single cool character design, and it was just, like, hey, basically really, like, just Evangelion Alice, who, who's, who's, like, the lady with the, who wields two axes. That's I, even it. her was boring! Like, it just yeah. made me go, eh. Yeah, like, she, she, she is the one where I was, like, okay, of the, of the multitude of boring characters here, she's the one I want most. Um... But, like, they're just... It's weird, because, like, there's not even enough there to, like, make you wail for for characters, because there aren't enough that are appealing. The best you can hope for is a 6 out of 10 in a sea of 3 of 10s. Yeah, and, like, they basically don't even have personality. They They don't don't feel like they have personalities, even. They're collections of stats, and, like, listen... I'm a monster. I skip most fate episodes in Grand Blue. They are absolutely collections of stats for me a lot of times. Yeah, um, same. But like, sorry, I just opened the game because I wanted to look at something. Um, no, that's fair. But like, these are the most boring version of a collection of stats where like, I don't even care about the numbers. You can't make a spreadsheet game and then make me not care about numbers. And like, at their best. Yeah, uh, at least battles. Azure Lane made me care about, you know, the the characters as a collection of numbers. Yeah, like, 
Auto battlers at their fundamental core are games that are about like spreadsheet and uh, 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 team building. Like, and so like they should be things I like and things that I care about and think are interesting. But like this fails even at being an interesting spreadsheet game. Like, I just don't care about any of these stats. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, it, it, nothing matters. <laughs> and, like, I, I feel like, I feel like we're not, like, providing enough content, but, like, or, like, uh, examination of the actual content, but, like, here's the thing. There's not a lot of content there. Uh, and not just because this game is 100%, if not dead, then going to die. Oh, yeah. It, it's absolutely like, you know, when I was looking around forums and stuff, like, seeing what people were saying about it, like... Uh, Everyone's like, oh, this game's dead as fuck. Yeah, like, th- this, is, no a, new this content. is a zombie game. Like, it, it hasn't... Like, it is it has not been officially killed yet, but it is circling the drain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, so I can't imagine it's going to be lasting much longer, honestly. I mean, I mean, like, like, I feel it, like if you were a whale for this game, like surely you've moved on to greener pastures. God, I hope to God you have. Um, if you're a whale it, for this game, just like fucking, I don't know, go to Fate Grand Order or something. God, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, if you're a whale for this game, this game is fucking brutal. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, here, here's the thing about uh, this game. You can get, I think, pretty much every character by grinding. Um, there's not really a whole lot you need to roll on the gotcha for. Instead, yeah, that is like one of the one positive things I will say about it. Um, it's a positive that very quickly turns into a negative because yeah. instead, the thing you spend real world money on is costumes for the characters, uh, yeah. all of which have statistical differences and the only way to acquire is by spending currency oh i actually didn't realize the costumes had stat differences oh yeah significant stat differences i did not realize that because i figured they worked exactly like azure lane did where it's like yeah sure you can spend some currency to like get your favorite wife like a fancy dress or something it doesn't matter but it's there for you to spend money on the character you like the most yeah no there's a 100% 100% uh, just a whole bunch of costumes for every character. Oh, wow. Um, and they're what you spend money on. And I didn't like, realize they were stat boosts. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's <laughs> That's egregious. Real That's like, real bad. Yeah, it's it's bad. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I don't have characters that are, like, high-leveled, but, like, it's stat differences of, like, an extra 200 attack, an extra 30% crit damage. Oh, wow. Noticeable. That's more significant than I figured it would be. Uh, uh, There's one costume for one of the first characters you get that just gives a flat 20% crit rate. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, then. Yeah, Uh uh-huh. Hmm. Um, Yeah, and that is the thing that you spend most of the money on. Um, Not all of the costumes are available for purchase. Um, I'm not sure if there's a gotcha that you sometimes can roll or if they're time-locked. And, like, I feel like it's doing bad journalism here, but, like, I also don't care. This game is just scummy and, like, scummy in a boring way where it's just, like, it's just a dude holding you up in an alley saying, give me your fucking money. And it's, like, okay, I guess I'll buy these JPEGs off you. Thanks. 
Yeah, it's just... Basically, any element that this game has, you can find far better alternatives. Uh, yeah. Like, like very it, easily. If you like giant robots, do anything with Gundam. Play Gundam Breakers. That game that I mentioned, Gundam Breakers 3, it's a very good game. You build your own robot, and then you run around, and, like, it, it's sort of like a, a fucking... What's that one Gundam series where uh, they're all, like, piloting little toys? Oh, you mean Gundam Build Fighters? Yeah, it's Gundam Build Fighters the game. It's neat. Um, don't don't play the one on Steam though. The one on Steam is actual dog shit. It's very very oh, very, okay. very very bad. No, <laughs> the one on Steam is just absolute dog shit. It is the so only Gundam bad. game I've ever played was like Gundam versus Extreme Burst or something for the PS3. I actually imported Fuck. it. <laughs> yeah, dude, th- the Extreme versus games are so fucking sick. They're so fucking sick. I think I think I specifically got like I think it might have been like the the Hong Kong version or something because that Fuck would yeah. actually because it would be in English. On a, english ps3 yeah it would hell yeah uh, that's the real fighting game life hell yeah that was a fun game that game rules i need to get maxi boost maxi boost is tight yeah i, sh- I should get another gundam game anyway hey, hey we should we should play maxi boost that game whiffs yeah uh i, I mean here's the thing this just makes me want to play better games and not in like a yeah. And not like, oh, this reminds me of this other better game. This is the... just just any better game. Like, I am this... wasting my time. Yeah, I was going to say, this is the first game that we've played for this that felt like a genuine waste of my time. Yeah. Like... Ironically, I I... despite this being, like, a very mediocre game, this might be our most negative review yet. I mean, here's the thing. I, I am always the person that is going to think interesting is uh, is going to value interesting over good. Yeah. Um, I honestly think time. that people should play Kingdom Hearts uh, Union Cross rather than play this game. Because yes. at least with Union Cross, you'll see some interesting ideas happen. And also, they added Dark Road to that game, which is just a completely different game that's inside the original game. Because fuck, fuck yeah. it's Kingdom Hearts. We just do what we want. Uh, pretty much, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I think Union Cross's <laughs> battle system is, like, genuinely intriguing. I think the mo- metal system is, like, neat. I think its implementation is dog shit garbage, and, like, they have no idea how to mitigate a power curve. But, like... Uh, the actual yes. battle system is interesting. The actual story, when it happens, is buck wild. <laughs> I mean, that's just Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Whereas, like, there's there's just nothing to... There's no... There, there is a story in only the most technical sense in that someone wrote a, skit, a script where characters say lines to advance a plot. Do they? They say <laughs> lines, for sure. I just don't know that they advance a plot. I think that okay, might be even good, too Okay, good much. point. They say lines about a plot that is happening that happened that just gets advanced automatically. Okay, I think that's probably closer to the truth. Yeah, yeah. but they do not have any actual influence on how the plot happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that that's uh, true. Yeah, which is in line with, like, none of these characters have any personality. They are just there to say cutesy lines. The in <sighs> Yeah, like... It's so frustrating, because, like, y'all know I love big robots. 
listen, listen, Wow Crew Robot, hi, that's me. Listen, I'm also yeah. the war is bad, but I'm always willing to say Wow Crew Robot. Yeah, we both love cool robots. I have I have two gunpla right now in the back of my room that I have yet to build. I've got the both both premium Bandai gunpla, so you know I'm fucking deep into it. Oh, I need to build that crossbones I've got some, uh, stashed away uh, somewhere. I've got the Armadillo Sandrock Master Grade, um, and I've got the uh, Gundam Astray Red Dragon Master Grade. Okay, yeah. I'm not a huge uh, uh, Sandrock fan, but I fuck with the Astray. The Astray rules. Yeah, Astray has good suits just in general. I want to get an F91. Best thing to come out of Gundam Seed. Like, almost on its own justifies the existence of Gundam Seed. Nothing justifies the existence of Gundam Seed. That's why I said almost. Gundam Seed is a crime unto itself. (laughs) God, I want to get a Barbados... Oh, I could get a Barbados gunpla. Ooh, I got some Christmas money. IBO, like, there... You've got a shitload of Barbados to choose from. Uh, I, actually, my favorite Barbados is Barbados Original Flavor. Okay, that's fair. Lupus Rex is also pretty good. Lupus is tight. Um, I, I just like the really sleek look of the original and the fact that its weapon is stick. I have Yeah, that's stick. very fair. Yeah, no, like a Gundam's weapon just being a big thing that it blunges you to death with is very satisfying. Yeah, uh-huh, it rules. And, and like, not only the we fact We don't need that, no like, laser swords, we just have a big-ass mace. The fact that, A, it works, and everybody is like, why the fuck are we getting our ass beat by a child with a stick, is so funny. <laughs> You're getting your ass beat by a child with a stick because that child is a cold-blooded killer. It's true! My man just does not stop! Uh, not since Setsuna F. Say have we seen a kid who gives less of a fuck about killing people. <laughs> it's so good. I'm gonna be honest. It's like... A relief... That when somebody says, hey, kill this motherfucker, to have a, a protagonist who just goes, yeah, all right. The protagonist of Iron-Blooded Orphans is, is basically just sets an F-say if he, if he was was not horny for his own Gundam. If he was not horny for his own Gundam and also, like, the plot was about, in large part, how he is a traumatized war orphan and how that's probably bad. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I, I mean, the, the plot of IBO is very much about how hey, you you probably shouldn't just be 100% down with committing murder all the time. That's... It seems probably bad. Yeah. Uh, I, we can't start, oh, we can't start down the road talking about Iron-Blooded Orphans. Why not? Mario we said all there is to say I, I about this. too many things to talk about. about um, we don't! Yeah. We've said it all already about Goddess Kiss. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I mean, I have, I would have too many things to say about Iron Blood Orphans. We'd be here all I, night. I um, thought you were saying we were like on a time crunch for Goddess Kiss, and I was oh like, no. "Are we? Do you?" Have I was more? actually about to transition to saying, like, I think we can unanimously say that this game is not worth any attention being paid to it, and leave it at that, and then talk about Genshin Impact Update One Point Two. I haven't fucked with Genshin Impact's update. How is it? I have. I, I'm still really enjoying Genshin Impact. Um. They introduced a new area, um, mm-hmm. not as big as the Mondstadt and Liu, uh, Liu, 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 yeah, Liu. However, the fuck you pronounce that. Um, it is a, a more tightly condensed area. It's just like this big ass mountain that's covered in snow. It's got a new like, um, it's got a new mechanic where uh, if you are away from some sort of heat source. 
you will gradually accumulate like frostbite, basically. Okay. And once the meter fills up, um, the character that is currently out will have their health like Take fairly down. quickly deplete. Okay. Um. So th- there's a lot of like, uh, you know, dashing in to go into combat or do explanation exploration and, and desperately going like, where's some motherfucking fire? <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, I'm I'm liking the um, quest line quite a bit too because it focuses on um, this alchemist who is doing experience experiments to try and figure out what the hell the main character is. <laughs> yeah, fair. Because, like, now everyone who is in the know knows you are not from that world originally, and they're like, okay, well then, why can you exist here, and what exactly are you? Um, obviously it's the um, crossover with Honkai Impact 3rd that allows this to happen. Oh god, I can't wait. <laughs> I really I hope will, that's where they're eventually going I fucking hope so. God, oh, Honkai Impact 3rd is so fucking good, dude. I love Honkai. Uh, um... um but yeah, I, I'm liking it a lot. I'm waiting for a banner where the featured character is not a Geo character, because I do not give a shit about Geo characters. Aren't they supposedly making Geo, like, functional? Maybe? I don't know. I don't know okay. anything about the meta of that game. Ha- have they done anything to, like, give you something interesting to actually use characters on? Or is it still just sort of more of the same? Uh, in terms of, like, endgame content, you mean, like, it's still the Abyss, basically. So okay, that cool. Then I can, I can still stay tapped then. Yeah, I mean, like, Genshin, like, I am having fun with it because I do not play that game in such a way that I will ever run out of, like, story content to do. Yeah. Like, by, by the time I am done with the story I'm doing, they're probably going to implement more story content. So I will never have the situation where it's like, well, all I can do now is the abyss spiral or whatever that thing is where it's all about crafting a optimal team to do mm-hmm. like just gen- like uh increasingly hard battles with um yeah no instead i'm just like roaming around doing my daily quests you know collecting all the getting all the collectibles doing fun uh side quests and main story quests with uh uh with my kick-ass team i have a team i really like now i've got mm-hmm. um fischl bennett uh Zhangling, and barbara it's mm-hmm. a fun-ass team yeah i believe it uh and like three quarter and like uh three and like half of them wear tights so that's that's nice <laughs> yeah i mean yeah it's a, it's a I, like that's my thing like that game is fun to play i just like didn't feel like I had anything to do. And, like, that's kind of how I ended up feeling with Breath of the Wild and why I fell off of that, too. Like, I just sort of, a lot of times, felt like I didn't have anything that was interesting to actually do in that game. Yeah. I think if you're the type of person who, like, burns through the main content real quick, then... Yeah, there, there's you're gonna have like extended periods of time where you're just not playing Genshin Impact if you don't oh. care about the end game content. I, I um, mean, like the thing is, like I'm, I would be kinder to that game if there weren't huge fucking times where you are gated by adventure level before you're allowed to interact with more story content. 
Yeah, I, I will say if I did not have patch 1.2 out um, that I can do the quests for, um, that would be a way bigger issue mm -hmm. um, because uh, I finished like the initial couple chapters of the uh, Liu segments um, and then I was at I was I was at rank 26 at the time. And then the next main quest was Adventure Rank 29. Jesus. That's a three-rank gap, and you don't get rank that quickly. <laughs> not only do you not get rank uh, that quickly, it's not even like uh, Grand Blue, where you can just like grind rank if you really need it. Yeah, like, they're... they're yeah, like, the, the only way you can quote-unquote grind rank is if there's a lot of collectibles you haven't gotten yet. Mm hmm Uh... But yeah, no, it, uh, my opinion would be a lot more frustrated if I didn't have patch 1.2 to play while I ranked up to 29. I will say that. Yeah, I, I believe that. Uh, but thankfully I came, I came back in just the right time where that wasn't an issue for very long. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I like it. Um, I'm looking forward to like, there's apparently going to be a banner where um one of the featured characters uh is uh built all around like charge shots with the bow which is a thing cool. i love doing so i'm very excited for that mm -hmm. uh, and she's a cryo character uh and i that's need more cool. cryo cryo units because i still just have kaya oh that's rough <laughs> yeah <laughs> i have zero five stars <laughs> um but yeah i still like engine impact it's a fun game but I'm oh, mostly yeah, no. playing Grand Blue. Yeah, I mean, like, my, my issues with Genshin Impact are not a, I think this is a bad game, necessarily. It's very much like a, oh, I also fell off Breath of the Wild, and this isn't going to be the game that changes that for me. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait till I'm rank 51, 151 in Grand Blue and can finally start buying Astrals. Oh, yeah, you can finally play the game. <laughs> for the second time, I can finally play the game. I mean, yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, you're like, oh, I hit high level. I can finally play the game. And then, like, you actually get to 151, and you're like, oh, now I can play the game. Yeah, now I can uncap, like, all these things I have that are, that mm -hmm. are like, part of my endgame grid. Because now I can, like, get the drops from the dragon, and also I can get the astral weapons. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I should, I should really get Yggdrasil about, like... I think the first astral I'm going to buy is the fire one, the axe. Mm -hmm. it, it's a nice main hand. Because I already have the dark astral because I bought the uh, the DLC for Grand Blue Versus. Yeah, I got the fire astral with that. Yeah, for me, I, I, was, already, I was already going monk with my mm -hmm. dark team, and I was like, Fuck it, my dark needs the most help, and boy, did that help a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah, I believe it. Uh, my dark team is very stupid. Um, yeah, no, Grant... I, I can't remember if... I think we talked about this podcast like a little bit, but yeah, I'm, Grand Blue has finally clicked for me. I am now having fun building teams. I yeah. now mm -hmm. understand how to build my grids and how to progress towards things I want. Yep. Mm -hmm. 
Everything I, makes sense now. My third eye has been opened. Grand Blue is a weird game because, like, the initial amount of information and knowledge you need to just have in your brain already before you're allowed to even start learning the pieces that let you start to have fun is so much and requires, like, so much accidental investment. I want to be clear. This is a thing that I say partially in condemnation of Grand Blue, both in that, like, I think that's his bad game design, and also, like, I think it is part of how the game manipulates you into spending money be, by yeah. literally sunk cost fallacying you, and it is it is an evil game design. Uh, uh, like It is the game that is both simultaneously the most welcoming and least welcoming to newcomers possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like, I, I just... I, I want to be very clear and specific, especially in a post fucking that whack ass article about fucking oh the vice your, article yeah about where, the, yeah, the way I, to spend. I did actually kind of want to touch on that as well, just because yeah. okay. after that came out, because after that article came out, like th- I, I thought back to like some of our uh, gotcha reviews, and I began to worry that we weren't being blatant enough. Um, when, like, we talked about whether or not you should spend money on gotcha games. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'll say it right now. I want to make it very, very clear. Um, Like, if you are at all vulnerable to, like, gambling addiction um, or or those sorts of, uh, like... um, gambling like related tactics uh under no circumstances you should you play like any gotcha game really like Uh, there are there are plenty of games in the world that you do not need to take that risk um and like and it it pisses me off so much that an article uh that an article was published um yeah I want. I also just want to be clear what what article I'm referencing here. Um, yeah, it, it's the Vice article whose content was basically: um, if you're worried about spending too much in a gotcha game, um, don't have a gambling addiction. Yeah, it's uh, it was cultivating a healthier relationship to Genshin Impact. Um, is the uh, yes, I, I believe the article name um, written by uh, CC Zhang. Um, yeah, and I, I, I want to be clear, I'm not necessarily interested in putting CC Zhang on blast here. Um, that Plenty of people smarter than me have done that on Twitter. I don't need to necessarily hammer on them specifically, but the thing that I think is important to hit on here is that goal is fundamentally and entirely antithetical to the goal of every single gacha game. Every single gacha game is necessarily, by its design and function, built around encouraging you to have an unhealthy lifestyle with it. Um, I I, I say this as a person who is vulnerable to gambling um, and who is vulnerable to this sort of stuff. Um, I had a period where I definitely spent more than I healthily could on, uh, on gacha games. I got to a point where I was careful and am in a better place now, um, but partly because I have an actual handle on my mental health issues and also because I have developed specific tools through like literally therapy to make sure I am no longer vulnerable in the same way. And it is why I am also very specific and vocal in A, how much I do spend 
Um, because if I am not willing to be open and vocal about what I'm willing to spend, that is a problem. Um, yeah. And B, like, it's not just it's not just as simple as oh, set limits for yourself. Because like the whole point is that these games encourage you to like um, bend those limits if you feel like it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like it's e- it's easy enough to say like oh, I'll just do these two polls and that'll be it. It's a lot harder to do those two polls, not get you what you wanted, and then be like, oh, maybe I'll I'll do just a couple more. Yeah. <laughs> like, the games are built around that happening. And, and this is specifically why I hammer on, uh, specifically efficiency, a lot in, um, or with premium currency when we talk about games. Um, because yeah. it is a lot about maximizing and being aware of the actual effort it takes to get these resources. So you are aware of like the literal time cost that you are spending money on here. Um, but I, I do want to be specific and clear that there is fundamentally no way to have a relationship that is healthy and not antagonistic with any gotcha game. Their goal is to steal as much money from you as possible. And every shiny JPEG, every interesting plot point every uh, uh, well-designed character, every interesting battle mechanic is designed to steal your money. They do not care if you end up destitute or in a ditch, and if it gets them more money, they would be happy if you did. Yeah, and, like, this this isn't us, like, uh, trying to, you know, talk, like, this isn't us, like, bashing on people who do spend money on gacha games. No, no. Both of us do. Like, Absolutely, yes. I, I, I frequently buy um, surprise tickets in uh, in Grand Blue when they come up. Like, I, I bought uh, when Lightning's um, uh, Final Fantasy thirteen three outfit came up for um, Dissidia, I bought that. Um, so, like, we absolutely do spend money on gacha games, and I don't think you're a bad person for doing that and we don't think you're bad people for supporting gotcha games that you enjoy with your money it's also just important to like make it very clear that as much as we like these games they they are not benevolent to to the players regardless of how generous some of them are quote-unquote generous some of them are with their like free currency like yes. they are they're only as generous as what they think they need to do to con- to convince you to keep playing it and then hopefully spend money on them it is they are in no way like pro consumer well they are they are pro consumer they're just not they they are pro consuming you yeah they are pro consuming everything you have <laughs> yeah like I- I am in no way condemning anybody who pays money for gacha games. I, I want to be 100% clear about that yeah. up front. I'm in no way condemning anybody who plays gacha games and enjoys gacha games. Um, I hammer home on this point particularly hard because it was something I personally shied away from actively and vocally acknowledging um, when I was spending more than I should on a gacha game. Um and so I hit this point hard specifically because it is important to me to be clear that th- this is not Sierra, the fucking communist yelling. I mean, well, it is. Um, but like <laughs> gotcha games. But even if only, you weren't a communist. <laughs> I, 
even if I wasn't a communist, like, gotcha games are machines that are designed to take your money. And in the same way that a casino pumps in uh, heavy O2 amounts and doesn't have clocks or natural light on the floor. Yeah, and the fact that they are not... And the fact that most countries don't classify them as gambling is simply a trick of corporate lobbyists and a lot of lawmakers just not being technologically literate to actually understand what they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, the idea that you can cultivate a healthy relationship with um, gotcha games is... optimistic i think um but an important part of doing so is understanding that if you are cultivating a healthy uh, relationship with a gotcha game it is a necessarily antagonistic one yeah it, it is something where it is constantly incumbent on you to resist its propaganda mm-hmm. because it will never cease and like there are and like there are certainly not enough safeguards in place uh to mitigate that propaganda and for a lot of people who play gotcha games even if there are limits that can be set like device side like if the propaganda is effective enough you can just like turn those off yourself yeah i mean like that those are those are those are things you can only set up by your own um like through your own volition and thus they can be turned off through your own volition yeah i mean like that that is the thing about um gotcha games it's like they're not taking your credit card and just running up the bill like the way they take your money is not by literally stealing from you it is by manipulating you into such a way as wanting a thing that they can produce for uh, next to zero effort um, and zero resources and zero money uh, that will have value to you. Like it it is a production of value. I mean, obviously it's not no uh, um, effort or resources. Like it takes uh, designers, it takes uh, script writers and things like that, but the amount of effort it takes to reproduce a JPEG, uh, not super high compared to the amount of money you're investing in yeah, trying to get it. No. <laughs> and so, like, uh, I, you know, I, I was going to soften this, but no, I, I think it is true. There is not, under capitalism, any ethical way a gotcha game can exist. Yeah. There is no ethical gotcha game. And so, like, the article was frustrating not because it was uh, – poorly written or anything like that but because it didn't seem to really understand the point that there is no it it, this is not a there is no ethical consumption under capitalism or anything like that what i mean when i say there is no ethical gotcha game is every gotcha game is explicitly by its nature built around manipulating you and taking you for all that you're worth yeah and that the house always wins and yeah like they they built it so they are guaranteed that it will work on people. That it will work on enough people to be worth it to them. Here's the thing. They don't even have losses. Like, gambling, 
there's a chance you could have a good night and you could take the house for a decent amount of money. They, they make enough money so that they can soak those losses. But like part of the gamble is like there's real money at stake here. Gotcha games are gambling where they don't risk any money. Yeah. They don't have there's to give no, anything away, really. There's no chance that you're going to walk away with 20 bucks when you roll a, a JPEG in Grand Blue tonight. Instead, they just get to print money. They just make fucking company script you for you to roll on. And, like, I like Grand Blue a lot. I think it is a very enjoyable game for me specifically to play. Yeah. I I have really complicated feelings about gacha games in general because it is a thing that I enjoy um, that I know is trying to hurt me. Yeah, it, it's tough. Um, because, like, for a lot of these gacha games, you know, it is something people do to like re- to like relieve stress, and they take a lot. They get a lot of enjoyment out of like I, God, both of us certainly do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's why uh-huh. we're it's why we're even doing this podcast because like we, you know, partly because we just like dunking on bad things, but also I mean, because yeah. like I don't know if there are some people who listen to this. You know, we 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 want to guide them to the ones we think are actually you know, worth your time. Um, but yeah, like, gotcha games can be really fun to play. And, you know, uh, you know, as long as, as long as you realize what they're doing and, um, are in a healthy enough place that you can put up those resistances, um, like, so- are oftentimes worth playing. But not everybody has not everybody is in that space like there were time like we talked about this when we did our review of um god what was it final fantasy record keeper uh Mm -hmm. where like uh, you know it, it was like the spending i did on that game like during the banner that broke me um, was not nearly as bad as like it wasn't even close to as bad as some of the horror stories that you hear with gotcha games. Um, yeah, I mean, we talk up Grand Blue a lot. Grand Blue is a game that engendered so much uh, uh, overspending and um, gambling addiction that it literally made sparking a legal ball. Like that. Yeah, it, they had they had was, to change the laws. It, Grand, Grand Blue, Blue was so bad that they literally had to change the laws in Japan. <laughs> like, like it is the er example of this basically mm-hmm. um so yeah i i think like with that specifically um if you're comfortable sharing do you have anything you do specifically uh that helps you avoid that i know you've like had points where you've spent too much money on a gotcha game in the past like what do you do to avoid that yeah so these days um like the the only time I ever spend money on a gotcha game is if the thing I am getting is guaranteed. Like mm-hmm. is either like a guaranteed five star from a specific pool where I am taking a calculated risk um that can that can only be done once. Mm-hmm. Um like with uh uh like the star premium draws in grand blue like you can only do that once 
So, mm-hmm. like, if I get a bad draw, whoops, I got a bad draw. I can't do that again, so there's no temptation to do it again. Um, uh, or, like, in scenarios where, for example, I mentioned um, Dissidia before, but Dissidia will occasionally have, like, outfit packs where you get, like, an outfit for... an alternate outfit for a character, like, plus some other resources, like uh, crystals for drawing stuff and things like that. You know, in those cases... Uh, you know, I am buying it primarily for the outfit for a character I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is what I have started doing um, to, like, have a much better control over my spending on gotcha games and also, like, uh, severely limit the temptation to um, draw on the act... And- severely limit the temptation to give in to the actual slot machine portion of the game. Um, The, like, for the past couple years, the only game I have ever had any temptation, uh, that I've ever struggled with a temptation to do the slot machine um, spending is with Dokken Battle. Mm -hmm. Um, Specifically for, like... uh, uh, specifically for, like, the Kefla units. Sure. Um, so... And, uh, I mean, and, and, like, yeah, that's, that's how it, it gets you. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh, that's how it gets me. And in both, in both cases, it eventually, like, it did work out for me before I spent, like, too much. Um, mm-hmm. large, I think partly because the, the SSR rates in Dokken Battle are astronomically better than in most other mm-hmm. gotcha games, so... Yes. But also, like, it's still a much higher risk than I honestly was comfortable doing. Um, but I'll also, like, I just don't play Dokken Battle anymore, hardly ever. Like, I moved away yeah. from that game. Um, so that's no longer a temptation for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, I've moved beyond the gameplay of that game ever since I you know, got more interested in Grand Blue. So because I don't play that game daily, there's no longer a reason for me to feel tempted to spend a lot of money on a particular unit. Because, you know, I'm not going to use them very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, th- those are just the... I sort of rambled there. Uh, no, I I think those are all, like, pretty solid, like, specifics. Um but yeah, I mean, I think the most important thing is the one I led with is that, you know, I, these days, I never, ever spend money on additional pulls of the slot machine. I only spend money on things where something is guaranteed to happen. Yes, I, I think that is a, yeah, I, I think like leading first and foremost is like, probably don't spend money. Like if you think you're spending money probably you probably shouldn't like as a person who does spend money on gotcha games probably probably don't probably shouldn't but like if you're going to all of this proceed you're following this is if you're going to spend money regardless a couple things one like uh like my co-host said don't roll uh, just don't buy just to roll the slots never never, ever 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 ever. (laughs) do not i I, want to be clear here this is not like a oh but what if, or, oh, uh, no, 
Do not ever spend money specifically for the intention of rolling the slots. Ever, 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 ever. As someone who has done that, not a good idea. (laughs) You will never end up satisfied. Uh, Your rolls will never, ever be good enough. And because your roll was bad, you'll want to pull again. Yep. That is how they get you. That is exactly what happened to me with Tom Massey, Record Keeper. (laughs) Do not ever, ever roll the slots. Never, ever, ever. Um, it is how they get you. It is how things can end up worse for you than you want them to. Um, second is uh, know exactly how much you are planning on spending um, and have a community you can talk to people in and be open about. Um, we are both in a Grand Blue Discord, and there is a reason why every time I buy a spark ticket or a sub ticket, I mention it in that chat. Like, yeah. If I am not willing to, if I am telling people what I am spending and being open about it and being consistent about it, that means that A, I am aware and itemizing what I'm doing um, for myself. If it does seem bad, I know folks in there would be like, hey, you're yeah. spending a lot. That There is accountability good? there. <laughs> there is accountability there. Um, and the act of me having to take long enough to sit down and say it. Um, and like, if I am feeling ashamed of spending that money, I have to take the time and reckon with the fact that why am I feeling ashamed of this? I should probably not be spending that money. Um, so having a community of people you can talk to and also telling that community when you are spending money. Um, and so it is a thing that is like in the air and folks are aware of is a good thing. Um, it it is a thing that has been useful for me specifically to avoid overspending, um, Uh, And then the third thing, and the thing that was most important for me specifically, um, everything here is obviously, uh, your mileage may vary. Um, I don't know what your specific mental health circumstances are. I am in no way a therapist or a trained professional in any way. I am just sharing the things that have specifically helped me. Um, But doing my own budget, and when I say doing my own budget, I don't mean just like uh, uh, every once in a while, like budgeting how much I have to pay for rent, but I mean like literally sitting down and every month itemizing exactly how much I have to spend on bills, how much I'm going to spend on food and itemizing everything else that I'm spending. So I'm aware of exactly what my expenses are and, um, doing that every month, not running from it and being specific because it forces me to interact with how much I am actually spending, how much I actually have left over from bills and stuff from work And it forces me to be aware of my finances in such a way that if I am spending like that, I am aware of it and I have to acknowledge it. Yeah. Uh, Oh, that actually reminded me of like one thing. One other thing I've actually done is like if if you like playing other games as well and not just gotcha games, like make a wish list for yourself on – like Steam or Itch.io or, or like some other game platform with like a bunch of smaller indie titles that are like 10 to 30 bucks. Um, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I found that like having having a wish list sitting in front of me of games I want to play and well, I want to try out and just haven't bought yet makes me reevaluate the worth of making a purchase in a gotcha game for a chance at getting like a small upgrade. Yeah, for like because it's the, like uh, for the price of for the price of like 
buying a pull in a gacha game, which is usually $30, I could buy two or three indie games that are pretty neat. Not just indie games. Uh, so I play Monster Hunter a lot. Uh, I have probably – I have uh, 300, 400 hours yeah, in Monster you, Hunter yeah, World. Yeah, you could buy Monster Hunter for $30. <laughs> Monster Hunter World is $20 right now. Uh, like uh, – Have yourself some fun killing some big-ass monsters and then skinning them for sweet outfits. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, again, we are not saying, oh, if you spend money in a gacha game, it's bad and how dare you. But, like, it is important to be aware of the value of what you're spending. Yeah, be and, aware of the opportunity cost. And, and, like, be aware of how much you're spending. Yeah. That That is why I hammered home so hard about having a budget, because it is important that you know what you are doing. It, or at least it, it is important for me to have nowhere to run for what I am doing, um, one of the things that let it get so bad it, that let it get bad for me was um, I was able to just you know not think about it because I wasn't really making full budgets and I would just uh, without thinking spend the money and then like I would have not enough money for food for a little while and it was like fuck um, how did that happen I, I have no idea um, so knowing what your budget is in specific detail and knowing what you are spending is important. Yeah. Yep. I'm glad we did that. Cause like, it's something I've been thinking about ever since I saw that article. And it's like, shit, we can probably do Same. better. <laughs> it, yeah. I, I mean, yes, I agree. Um, yeah. I, I think that article also like has an issue where it, uh, The context we explicit, or, or explicitly are discussing with this podcast is like folks who are generally pretty familiar with gacha games and are interested in hearing like reviews of varying gacha games. Yeah, um, and it's like, kind of why that, we like, haven't really gotten in deep into like gacha structure and been, and been fairly lax about like, you know, spending habits before because we, we kind of go into most episodes with an ass assumption that you already know how to approach gotcha games if you're listening to this, but you know, that may yeah, not, like, they like, may not be an accurate assumption. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean like it, our assumed audience by and large has been folks who have familiarity with gotcha games as a whole. And it's not like a, Oh, I am interested in approaching this specific gotcha game, but rather I enjoy gotcha games specifically and want to hear about a variety of different ones. That's why we have the format we do. That's why we have the structure we do in general. Um, it, it is also why we have a section that is specifically about like spending money and why pretty much every time it's been probably not, but like, I guess if you want to, this one isn't as evil as some of them. Like yeah. th that, that feels like about the nicest we've ever been. On, yeah. Uh, I remember during the uh, fake uh, grand order spend? episode, like I specifically said, never spend money on, on the slot machine. Like if you're going to spend money, do it when they have like a guaranteed five star special happening. <laughs> yeah I, I think mine in that episode basically amounted to no stop yeah, it. yours don't was do just that. don't <laughs> don't do that ever no don't which is don't, also don't. totally fair because that's how fake grand order gets you is they make you want the character really badly mm -hmm. yeah um but yeah I, I think like 
Gotcha games are games that thrive on your shame, on taking advantage of you and taking advantage of your vulnerabilities. And like, I don't fucking berate people who go to the casino either. Like yeah, that's no. true of the casino. Um, and like, I, I like blackjack. I like poker. They're both very fun games. They're, they're games where the house also always wins. Yep. And that is extra true about gotcha games. Uh, every relationship you will have with a gotcha game is necessarily antagonistic. It is a part of the structure and genre as a whole. You cannot escape that. And if you think you can, you should not play gotcha games straight up. Do not touch a gotcha game if you do not believe that is the case, because you are the person it is designed to hurt. Yeah. Again, speaking from personal experience, when I first started playing gotcha games, I thought, oh, I'm smart. I know how to spend my money. I'm not going to be the guy who ends up on a Reddit thread. Yes. And then Mm -hmm. Final Fantasy Record Keeper happened. Um, And it kind of scared me straight and was like, oh, I am occasionally vulnerable to this shit and i need to figure out how to do better about it and like be yes. actively on guard yes mm-hmm. yeah it... yeah gotcha games are hard to talk about because they're a moral black hole and i don't mean <laughs> yeah. that like a morals disappear when you hit this event horizon but they are such seeping cesspits of uh uh moral nihilism and amoral monstrosity that like there is no way to talk about them um at all without like acknowledging yeah there's nothing good about this or like the things that are good about this are in spite of uh uh, everything else that exists yep i i think uh i I think that's a pretty good summation uh anyway don't play goddess kiss yeah, definitely, especially don't play Goddess Kiss, though. Yeah, no, super don't. It's not, like, it's not even worth being exploited by. Like, if you're gonna yeah, be no. exploited, be exploited by something more interesting. At least get <laughs> pretty JPEGs. <laughs> yeah, under no circumstances should you install Goddess Kiss on any device no. that you owned. I, you could install it on your friend's device. It'd be a fun trick to play on them. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I guess it would... It's not even that fun, though, because, like, it's not even, like, it's anything that egregious. It's just bland. Yeah, it's not like you're going to trick them. They're going to see the they're gonna see the name of it and then see the icon on their home screen and be like, what's this shit? And then delete it. Yeah. Now, hold up. Now I'm just imagining continually reinstalling and downloading that on your friend's phone whenever they're out of the room and not telling them. And that actually would be a kind of that's a, good. That's a very John Mulaney type joke. Yeah, yeah, it would be. I don't know. I just think it would be funny to convince your friend that this fucking uh, bland anime mayo game is uh, a virus that keeps installing itself. Their phone has been haunted by Goddess Kiss. (laughs) That actually would whip if you could convince... Okay, I take it back. Install this in your friend's device if and only if you can convince them that they're being haunted by Goddess Kiss. (laughs) We found the one use case for Goddess Kiss. Yes, and it's mm-hmm. by playing jackass style pranks on your friends. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, if if, um, if only whenever they opened up Goddess Kiss, a giant hand would come around the corner and smack them to stop them from playing Goddess Kiss. Yes, yeah, I agree. Every time yeah. you open Goddess Kiss, a giant hand slaps you to stop you. <laughs> uh, all right. Hey, we made it to an hour. 
We did. I super thought we were going to be things. done at like 20 minutes. Yeah. This, this is a podcast nominally about Goddess Kiss. That's like 40 minutes about, hey, don't play gotcha games. Uh, speaking of pulling on a slot machine, it's time to figure out what game we're doing next. Is it my turn? It's, it is your turn because Goddess Kiss was on my list because I'm a war criminal. Well, I mean, yeah, but we knew that from Azure Lane. <laughs> uh, that's literally war crimes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh huh. I can't. Um, okay. I can't believe I had to make an entire like post post recording intro, being like, "Hey, we didn't realize there were iron crosses in this game. Our bad." <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh. Japan, oh, okay. the, Japan's weird relationship with World War II will get us every time. That sure fucking will, dude. <sighs> okay. Well, this time, we're going to be talking about a game that definitely won't make us sigh heavily a lot. Uh, it's Fire Emblem Heroes. Oh, boy. <laughs> I was thinking there are two games that that could be true of. Which one is it? They um, both begin with the letter F. Uh-huh. <laughs> Both of them are part of franchises I love dearly. I love Fire Emblem. I love Fire Emblem so fucking much, dude. Fire Emblem is one of my favorite fucking series. Uh, uh, the two GBA games are some of my favorite games of all time. Um, I am... <clears throat> Next discussion will be interesting. I'm wondering yeah. if I will be kinder to Fire Emblem than I was before... Or Fire Emblem Heroes than I was before. I won't be. I went to fire. I went back to Fire Emblem Heroes like about a year after it came out, just to see like maybe I'll like this game again. <laughs> I I went back uh, whenever uh, Fjorm Ice Spear Lady um, was dropped, and I will occasionally look at uh, like what the state of the meta is because I am actively interested in it. It seems like it is kind of interesting. Ooh, man. Um, when we talk about character progression in that game, I've got some yeah, shit uh-huh. to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I feel like we may be hitting some similar points we've hit during this previous, uh, during uh, the tail end of this episode, and also what we hit during uh, Fate Grand Order of um, about spending money. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that'll be next time. Fire Emblem Heroes. We're uh we're quickly wor- working our way to the end of this list. It, it's it's funny that like we put World Flipper and the JoJo game in here as like possible like um Japanese language ones we cover. I think by the time we get get to World Flipper, it'll just be in English. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we just don't touch World Flipper till it's out in English. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, there's no reason to like it'll be out in English. I don't particularly have a desire to play that game in japanese and then play it again in english i would rather just play it in english oh uh before i forget i'm actually going to add a new game to my list it is one that um uh maxi um one of my uh co-players on the eidolon playtest uh uh, she which you should all listen to um it's an actual play podcast um where we uh, test out um eidolon a uh, JoJo and Persona uh, inspired um, role playing game that my friends Luke and Molly are developing. Um, but Maxi and very I good. are Maxi and I are thank you. Uh, Maxi and I play characters on Eidolon Rock, 
um, Maxie plays Harvey Godlove, uh, and she specifically uh, wanted me to put Cookie Run on um, on our list of games we cover because of, okay. apparently she's playing Cookie Run and really likes it. So, sure, this this shout out okay. to Maxie. I'm, put, I'm putting Cookie uh, Run on my poll banner. So, shout outs to Maxie. I can't promise I'll like the game, but I can promise I'll try it. um yeah so next time we'll be talking about fire emblem heroes whenever that is sometime in 2021 probably yep um you know well i mean it's gonna have to be 2021 at this point because we're literally recording this episode Uh, on december 31st of 2020 i want to be clear i wasn't saying oh maybe we'll record it sometime in 2020 i was saying "Eh, you know maybe it'll end up 2022 you never know (laughs) oh god things happen (laughs) Listen, uh, no. things happen. I, I'm gonna be honest here. Uh, I so I kind of want to get through these these gotcha lists as soon as possible, so we can start on Fate Stay Night. <laughs> I, I was I'm literally after we're having this, we're gonna have a discussion about hey, are there any of these we can cut out of this so we can get to Fate Stay Night faster? Honestly, maybe we just don't do Doken Battle again. We just leave that loss to history, and we just I just leave Doken Dragon Ball Legends on there instead because I think it would be a more interesting discussion because it has a gameplay style unlike literally anything else we've played so far. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I want to pull off Alchemist Code and King's Raid. Like the only two I have left on my list that I even kind of want to talk about are Dragalia and uh, Brave at Zevius. Yeah, um, I'm also going to leave Star Ocean Am- 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 Amnesis or whatever the fuck because I don't care about Star Ocean actually. Okay, cool. I, I appreciate that we're both just like, hey, we just kind of want to get to our other podcast idea that we think is funnier. Yeah. Because, uh, uh, I mean, to be honest, like, at some point, we're just going to start saying the same things over and over again. Because ultimately, I, there is really not that much variety when it comes to gotcha games. I, I mean, like, to a degree, it feels like we've kind of already hit that point. Like, there's a reason this episode was 20 minutes long, like... And then there's another 40-minute episode long tacked on the back end of this uh, about in something entirely different. And it's because, like, Goddess Kiss is not unusual. Like, yeah. Like, most it's, gotcha it's games are, like, Goddess Kiss. It's the template Kiss. of other games that came before it. Like, Don, we've talked about, what, some almost 15, 20-odd games? Yeah, what are, what are we at now? One, two, um, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I mean, 13, I can just 14, 15, count 16, the episodes. 17, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've... episode. So this will be episode seventeen. Jesus, and then we met, so eighteen with the one that we lost. Yeah, yeah. Doken Battle was the lost episode, so total of eighteen. Wow, that's yeah, more than I. For, that's more than I would have guessed, honestly. <laughs> Same. I was like, oh, we've probably talked about like 10 games. Yeah. And here's the thing. That's not like, a, oh, we've done so many. It, it's a fun thing. It's like, no, so many of these games are kind of just forgettable that like, I just forgot we talked about them. I forgot yeah. that I played them. And like, I, full transparency here, especially after that last article, I have hit a point where it's like, I don't know how long I can morally justify talking about gotcha games. Yeah, no, I feel the same way, honestly. Which is which is um, also why I want to do the thing we did at the back half of this episode. <laughs> yeah, it, it, like it, I had been doing some reevaluating lately, and while I don't think like we have necessarily like morally comp, like we have always been fairly explicit, like don't spend money. These game, gotcha games are evil. Yeah, 
I don't know how long I can continue to also do a game, a podcast about, hey, I like to play gotcha games. Here are the gotcha games and have a segment about should you spend money where even if the answer is no, like that's still a part of the pot. Like it makes you feel a little bit like a drug pusher. (laughs) I mean, there's a feeling of complicity. Like it's one thing to talk about it with my friends and like be like, yeah, this is the thing that we do together. It's another thing to produce content about it for an anonymous audience. Um, and that's, that's part of why I want to talk about the last two that I have, which is, uh, Brave Xevious and Dragalia. Um, even, honestly, even Dragalia, I could take or leave because I don't have anything to say about Dragalia that beyond like, actually, yeah, I'm taking Dragalia off the list unless you want to talk about it. Nah, I mean, like, Dragalia is just like a, a fancier version of, of Grand Blue that was made for, you know, yeah. made for Nintendo, basically. Yeah, and, like, I don't like playing it very much. I don't have that much interesting to say about its monetization. Um, Brave Xevious, I have explicit things to say about its monetization um, and why I think it's bad. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I also really want to discuss Brave Xevious uh, because it has some... There there are things about it that are fairly unique that I haven't seen in, in a lot of other gacha games that are... Um, that are horrendously exploitative. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact... I actually have, now that I think about it, I have similar things to say about Fire Emblem Heroes that I do about Brave Xevious. Do you want to just do Brave Xevious instead of Fire Emblem Heroes? Um. Or do you want to do I, both? I, I, do I was going to say, do we want to maybe talk about both? Because uh, part of the thing I want to talk about is uh, uh, the nature of requiring multiple uh, single units. Yeah, because I think we'll have pretty sim. I I think a lot of the stuff we have to say about both games are are going to be similar because they do have uh, similar structures in how they like encourage you to pull on multiple units and uh, uh, like multiple units, multiple copies of the same unit, and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, I I think probably focusing on Brozevius because it's the more egregious of the two is oh, God, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, important, but I, I think I think doing next episode as just like a kind of joint episode on those two is uh, probably a good use of our time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, change of plans then. Uh, next episode will be about Brave Zevius and Fire Emblem Heroes. Um, yeah, and then and why honestly, you shouldn't spend money on either. Yeah, and honestly, even though they're probably different, we can probably talk about Dragon Ball Legends and Cookie Run on the next podcast. Because I think the, okay. the the things unique about Dragon Ball Legends will not take much time to cover. Okay, so th- th- these are like the clip shows before like we transition to season two, which is, hey, yeah. have you fucked historical King Arthur? Yeah, I, I'm still trying to, I'm still trying to figure out a title I like more. I am just tempted to, to call it. God, what was it? It was fuck. I don't remember, the, but I remember. The exact, let me let me look at our DM thread because it, it was in there. Oh yeah, uh, I got sucked off by historic King Arthur. <laughs> so good Nazu can't write fucking to save his life oh. uh i'm i'm glad that both of us are like yo i kind of just want to get to fate though uh, uh anyways y'all are in for a fucking um weird tone shift when we get to that game yeah yeah honestly like part of the reason why i want to talk about fate so much is because like i did talk about fate 
the like a lot of fate stuff back when I was doing Baka cast, but that was with a very different tone. We were approaching it like from a more consumer review standpoint and like you know Mm -hmm. we certainly did inject like some critical analysis in there because like we can't not but also it was like a lot of like is this worth your time um in there as well whereas the the approach sierra and i are going to be taking with it it is again like a more irreverent like like great gundam project but irreverent (laughs) i I mean yeah i'm i'm a bitch in general so like also, it's a series where King Arthur is both a woman and also and also gives you powered a by your like, cum. Yeah, uh huh. Um, so, like, <laughs> there's only so sincerely I can take that. But also, um, like, yeah. for reference, uh, I am a person who comes from a uh, an academic and critical uh, literature background. Um, like, that is. Uh, oh, are you a the... bachelor of arts English major as well? Uh, yeah, I'm a Bachelor of Art English major, and Sick. my minor was uh, Gender and Women's Studies. Oh, um, nice. Uh, I, I, uh, I had a major in journalism, so double okay, double yeah. Bachelor of Arts for me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was specifically a, a rhetoric and writing studies, um, and then a side focus in uh, 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 like genre fiction and critical media studies. Nice. Um, and so, like... You'll have a lot of stuff I, to talk about with fate then, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, my, my thing with Fate is, like, I am interested and eager to actively engage with this, like, sincerely and wholly. I am excited to interact with Fate because I think it is interesting. Uh, I don't know that it'll be good. Um, I think that'll be something that'll be interesting to talk about. But I think there is a core to Fate that is conveyed interestingly and ideas that are um, interesting to poke at and see how they are developed. Like. Um, like, I don't think it's an accident that it's as huge as it is. No, I, for sure. Like, 100%. Like, there is a reason people love this yeah, thing. Yeah, like, um, it, it resonates for, for specific reasons. Like, it obviously, they, there's always luck involved with, like, a creator just making it big. Um, but, like, oftentimes there is some sort of grain of, like... There, this is why it did get big, and if it if it wasn't this, it wouldn't have taken off, as it, like it right. did with like, people. I, I mean, like, sure, part of it is it probably hit at the right time in like the right way with like the right tone, but also like there is something there that is appealing to people. Yeah. I am excited to see what it is and to engage with this work that folks clearly care about a lot. Yeah, and I am excited to gain a deeper understanding of like what the fuck this universe is because i'm i'm I, I like fate but i'm a more casual fan like i've i've oh. never i've never done any mm-hmm. of the visual novels i've been entirely anime and video games so mm-hmm. it'll be a journey uh, yeah no i listen if we're gonna do this we're we're i, I also want to be clear here i don't know if we've been clear for the visitors or for the listeners I, at least, will be playing the pornographic visual novel. Yeah, we both it's will. Not because, it, it's not because I think it's particularly good porn. In fact, I know for a fact it is bad at being pornographic. Oh, yeah. like We, got we both know. know how to find much better porn than whatever Nasu is going to be giving us in Fate's Day Night. <laughs> I, I know for a fact uh, it is not good. Um, I have literally written pornography before, and I know for a fact I'm better than Nasu. Um so, 
Like, if you want porn and also swords, there's I Roved Out. Just read that comic. It's very good. Dude, I Roved Out whips at... Also fucking Ooglaf. Yeah. Yeah, if you want, a, a like, a, a far more comedic take. But yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we're... We want to we wanna engage with the media as it was originally, like, done, and also, like, interrogate what the fuck is wrong with Nasu. <laughs> I, I mean, that, that's maybe more combative than what I want to start. I, I mean, you know, it's not like I'm starting, it's not like Madoka where I'm starting like it's on site for Gen or Yeah, no, like, no. I, 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 I am not nearly as antagonistic to Nasu as I, like, I genuinely, I genuinely appreciate how weird that dude is, even, even if his stuff doesn't always appeal to me. Dude, like, I, I don't just... know if I can be clear here how excited I am to... It, so read someone write with complete sincerity the words magic circuits like i i cannot express how exactly delightfully correct that hits for me specifically i fucking like, love I, magic circuits fiera magic circuits are so fucking tight that's so cool and it's like somebody's element can be sword yeah it can your spiritual element can be sword. You can add and a, also. You can add a you can add a modifier to any servant to make them a berserker. Yeah, uh huh. It's like I, I want to be clear here. They have my actual interest in Fancy Knight is because like this shit is like I'm primed for this shit to hit. This can hit for me. I see a way. I get hit, I get got by this. King Arthur. Like, King I, Arthur like has a dope like occasionally has a dope motorcycle because her riding skill is high because she's King Arthur and traditionally rides into battle on a horse. Those things yeah, are equivalent in the face. It's so universe. good. Uh, also, like the stories are explicitly about like the ways the narratives humanity provides each other are um, inherently fictitious and like not true. And like, there are points where the various stories about a character come into conflict with each other. Like I, that is interesting to I'm an English yeah. major. Yeah. That's the shit that is like it rules. designed to hit for me. Um, so I'm, I am excited, like sincerely and told I am I am ready and absolutely willing to embrace uh, a Fate Stay Night if I love it. Like, I, I openly admit to liking Homestuck. I'm not afraid to like Fate Stay Night. <laughs> God. Like, I, I've sunk as low as it gets. Man. Anyways. Uh, this podcast is an hour and a half long, and not even half an hour of it is about the thing that we talked about. Yeah, no. Um, the rest of it's just kind shit. of been us shooting this shit. Um, it's, about, which, honestly, it's about how excited we are to get sucked off by historic King Arthur. I mean, listen. Yeah, I'm I, I'm not afraid to say it. Which version of historic King Arthur? The, uh, hmm. the one with Excalibur or the big titty one with the lance? And is it the altar? I, mean, well, I was about to say, or what about altar? Like, altar exists. Yeah, you can be an altar. Uh, uh, okay, so here's here's the thing. <laughs> which is which is basically know. the their version of, like, Star Trek Mirror Universe where you've got a mustache. Um, so I actually don't know if I've uh, uh, talked about this before. Uh, I love the Arthurian cycle. Like, like a lot. Like, I genuinely love the Arthurian cycle. 
Um, then there are actually parts of Fate Apocrypha you're gonna like, because that stars Mordred. Yes, uh-huh. There, there are, I'm also excited for Fate Stay Night, because uh, uh, Fate Stay Night, more than uh, some depictions of King Arthur, is interested in interrogating um, some later additions to the Arthurian cycle, where Arthur is presented as a much more complicated figure than... Uh, uh, in the pre uh, the pre um, the Mort de Arthur cycles, uh, he might have been. Um, or, I mean, not even that. Uh, like there was a long time where uh, Lancelot and um, Guinevere fleeing off to Castle Joyous at the end of the Arthurian cycle and the uh, war that results was presented entirely as the fault of Lancelot and Guinevere, as their fault for being unfaithful, um, as uh, their them being responsible and their infidelity in both uh, loyalty and in marriage as being the cause of the downfall of a stand-in for the kingdom of God on earth um, as it was basically used as a narrative to present to uh, audiences at the time. Um, it, it was a religious allegory. It was used to uh, convey a lot of um, ideas about fidelity. Uh, and a lot of later editions have added to and developed some stuff from previous Welsh cycles about how Arthur was kind of a cunt. He was kind of a piece of shit. Um, like just kind of a huge asshole. Um, and, uh, uh, complicates that with Arthur's internal feelings and feelings of self-worth, uh, the way his relationship with Morgana Le Fay, uh, uh, con- er, ends up with conflict. Um, and so it lays some of the blame uh, for Art or for the fall of Camelot on Arthur as well, uh, like putting his wife on trial and his paranoia that leads up to that. And Lancelot, arguably in rescuing Guinevere, uh, uh, fulfilling the ideals of the Knights of the Round Table after Arthur had already uh, uh, fallen away from those ideals. And again, it it gets really complicated. And it depends on which version of the stories you're talking about, and that's <laughs> the thing about sorry. Like I said, I really like Arthur, Arthurian legends. I really like the Camelot cycle um, in, like, both historical context and in, like, a narrative context. And so I'm excited. You love it when the chosen king takes up his sword to defend the Holy Kingdom. I mean, who does? Here's the thing. I do love that a lot. It is, in fact, sick. And then I also love it when the chosen king sucks ass. Because monarchy shouldn't exist. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I agree. It's very good. And also, like... I mean, again, we're just off topic. But I'm I'm excited about Fate Stay Night because uh, it is... uh, Arthur in that story is not about the historical King Arthur. um, And it is not about, like... uh, uh, retelling you the story of king arthur it is about our relationship the with the narrative king arthur of king, Th- yes. king arthur yeah it, it, the, the thing about these stories is it is not about their historical context um it is about their well, it is but it is about their current con the, the context of these narratives uh relative to us and what they mean um it, it is a text that is explicitly metatextual um and it is explicitly about our relationship with these texts and that is really fascinating. That is really interesting, and I'm excited to engage with it sincerely. Yeah, and we'll get to it, like, in three podcasts from now, probably. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah. Um, we gotta end it here. <laughs> we, we talk way too yeah, long. Yeah, no, we gotta be done. I'm sorry for that, like, 20-minute tangent about King Arthur. I mean, it, w- it wasn't entirely your fault. I encouraged you, so... <laughs> 
That's fair. Um, okay, we're going to end here, though. We still don't have it. We're going to end this podcast without an outro. Without ever having an outro, outro no. But, you know what? Now I'm doubling down. Fuck this. I'm just ending this podcast here now so that we uh, never have an outro for this, and we're done now. Okay, yeah, we're it. done now.